everyone and welcome to Living Business, a podcast that journeys the real human experience of running a business uh, with your host, me, Sophie KD, a conscious business mentor and the founder of The Slow CEO, a conscious business consultancy and my beautiful co-host, me? <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel. <laughs> um, I am the co-founder of Breath Body Earth Yoga School. We're an international yoga school, run 200-hour, 300-hour yoga trainings all over the world. Um, I'm also a somatic educator and a birth and postnatal doula. Hi, yeah, baby. Multi-hyphenated <laughs> method. Hello. I know. <laughs> How are you? I'm how's, good. how's work? How's life? life is good I'm like now trying again to think about how work has been uh work has been good I am in the process of creating a new way to work with me one-on-one which is really exciting um I've I've been very like go with the flow with it before where I'm like yeah come for a a one-off session and what I've noticed is that the clients that commit I don't even like calling them clients because it's not I don't feel like it's a that that kind of relationship but the mm-hmm. people that commit to working with me over a few months are the ones that see real change um but a lot of people will have a one-off call and they'll just talk for an hour dump everything which i you know can make you feel better for a moment but doesn't actually create kind of long lasting change so mm-hmm. i'm working on like a three-month one-to-one container that would work like on a sliding scale to make it accessible and, and just to have that accountability for people and for myself as well, because it of course helps us, right, as mm-hmm. working people to have a three month financial commitment as well. Mm. And then the longer you work with them, the more results that they see, which, you know, like as much as a one-off is accessible to them, like you say, the lasting impact just isn't really going to be there. And you really like, you're capable of so much and the gifts that you bring you really want them to fully experience so that that can help you like in in your marketing and you can actually show people what you can do. So that's cool. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it, you know, people are so often look for like a quick fix, I think. And with this kind of work with embodiment work, it's not a quick fix. It's stuff that you have to implement over time while you slowly recalibrate your, your way of being. And what will be involved in the, say I signed up to a three month container, what's involved? Sorry, I've got an incense on and not a, and no window open. I feel like I'm smoking myself out and just slowly my words are getting stuck in my throat. <laughs> well, if you want to take a moment to stub your incense out, then you can totally do that. But it smells so good. <laughs> stub between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Um, no, tell me, tell me what's in the three month container. Um, so it would be either two or four calls a month. So it'd either be once every other week or once a week. Um, and I, I do them in person actually for people that live nearby, which is really cool. So it's like, if you live near me, it's, it can be in person, which I love doing or over zoom. Um, and it's really, I, I like to think of my work as like part education and part support because what's been really helpful for me is to have a logical understanding of how my nervous system works and all the different states of being and survival responses and things like that, as well as having the feeling piece, right? The piece Mm. of like, okay, experientially or 
you know, in what are the sensations of my being right now? So it's like a blend of like support where we hear what's going on with you and we come into the feeling body as a way to kind of welcome and accept and process whatever it is that you, that is going on with you right now and this educational piece on mm. the nervous system and embodiment theory and somatics and things like that mm. so why would someone come to you i'm basically like <laughs> <laughs> thinking about how to market this but like why what would make someone decide to come and be supported and learn about their nervous system and body yeah because you said like they're processing what they're feeling do they have to Mm. be going through something deep you know like there's that that misconception with therapy like oh nothing that major's happened to me so I don't need therapy like is it similar in this case yeah no you definitely don't have to be going through something deep um past people have have worked with me because they're feeling disconnected from their body because they're feeling disconnected from their intuition and in fact the main thing is that a lot of people come because they want to have a deeper sense of trust within themselves they Mm. want to reawaken that intuition that discernment that they have within themselves or because and as well a lot of people come because they realize the things that they've been doing haven't been working like I have quite a few people that have been in talk therapy for a really long time and it hasn't been serving them in the way that they had hoped. I'm not against talk therapy at all, by the way, everyone. Like I I have a therapist and and I think that it's wonderful to have somebody to talk to. And I think often there needs to be this piece that comes from the body, like from from somatics, from the soma, from the body that can really help you process everything that you're... Why does somatics work? So somatics is the practice of embodiment. So embodiment is a state where you are fully open and able to let life flow through you in whatever way it's flowing. Um, So people often think that being in a state of embodiment is like being in a state of uh, calmness or, or peace or something like that. But actually it's being open to whatever is flowing through you, uh, whether that's a a high emotion or a low emotion, kind of as you as you called them. Um, It's like welcoming everything and and feeling safe enough within yourself to allow all of that in to allow all of that to flow through. And somatics are practices that we can use to help us get there. So for you, embodiment would look like allowing the difficult emotions and allowing as much as you allow the joyful emotions. And I think as soon as we stop resisting, so as soon as we stop saying things like, oh no, I'm feeling bad and why am I feeling bad? There must be something wrong with me. And rather just allow whatever is there to be there, then half the battle is is already won. Mm. And why does that like, because obviously we're running the Embodied Business Retreat. So... Mm why does that help with running a business because it helps with your life right because it means that you're able to stay open to all of the challenges that running a business brings right there are so many things in running a business that can set us into a survival response you know like um like for me anyway you know i'm always part of my job is filling trainings and retreats and things like that and it can be 
it can be quite scary to have to put yourself out there in such a vulnerable way. And my practices have supported me to be able to hold all of the, those emotions that come in, all of the like little fears that might come in or big fears even that might come in that might say like, oh, you know, are you going to fill this? Like, is this going to be the one that where nobody comes, you know, all of this, all of these things, it's like, I can now meet that with grace and allow, allow that in without denying it without also believing it, but not fragmenting in fear, because there's a thought that comes through like that. Yeah, because running a business is so a part of, well, rather, being a human and experiencing our emotions is so a part of running a business. Mm. And it's, you know, very easy to see me as a human and my business as two completely separate things. And you think, oh, to create a successful business, I just need to follow these 10 steps and emotions. No, of course that doesn't come into it, but Mm -hmm. actually the reality is completely the opposite. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, where you need to, if you can't sell spots or if the the money's looking low or if someone if you have to communicate something with someone and that scares you or or there are so many different ways that we can be triggered in running a business that Mm -hmm. actually knowing how to allow our emotions to just be there and and have that emotional would you what do you think of the term emotional intelligence yeah, I like I like that term. Emotional intelligence to me means like being able to understand your emotions, communicate your emotions. Mm. But I think, you know, especially in the work that you and I do and, and anyone that works with people actually in any kind of context, which is most people, most people work with people. Um, activation breeds activation. So the more activated or use the word triggered, right? The more triggered or activated you are, the more the people around you will become triggered and activated and vice versa. Activation just breeds activation. So it's our moral responsibility, in, in my opinion, to stay grounded so that we don't allow that breeding to happen. We don't allow that activation to just run wild throughout you know, the whole classroom or the whole retreat or where, whatever it is, whatever you do when you work with people. It's like the more you can practice things that help to regulate your emotions the more grounded you'll be and the more the people around you will feel that as well and it will it will almost like imprint on them and they'll Mm. feel more grounded within themselves Mm. and that is just such a huge cause of so much sort of so much of what we see in the world today is um this dysregulation and the 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 passing on of like of our emotional states you know if if, Mm -hmm. and this doesn't if this isn't just for a business owner who might be listening to this podcast this is like for the head honchos at coca-cola and facebook and google Mm -hmm. it's like the way that they feel the way that they react trickles down into all their people that goes home to their families that goes into the kids which goes into the schools like that creates the next generation of the world leaders and and therefore you know you can literally predict like wars and poverty and climate change and all of this because we're just sort of in this suppressive state yeah and it's not, it's not woo-woo, you know, it's not, this is like proven science, right? And it's because we're herd animals. 
Um, and the, and if you imagine, I use this example all the time. If you imagine a herd of zebra um, and there's like a lion close by, only one of the zebra has to sense the lion, right? Mm. It doesn't even have to see the lion. It just has to sense the presence of a predator and it starts running. And then all the zebras start running. Like we've all seen this on like nature documentaries. All of the zebras start running. They don't know that there's a lion there. Like the zebra hasn't gone around and been like, hey, everyone, there's a lion, we need to run. It's that all of their nervous systems have shifted into a flight response at the same time. And that exact same thing happens to us. Like our stress is not our own. We're not, you know, we're of course unique expressions and, and all of that, but we're not so individual as we think we are. We're part of like one human organism. And it, this kind of brings me on to something that I did want to talk about too, um, which I've been like not really speaking about because I've been nervous to offend people and also nervous that I'll be judged as well, that I'll be like ostracized. Um, that's kind of that's kind of intense word, but but you know what I mean, mm. uh, which is Botox, because I see so many people now are like Botox is a very, very normalized thing now. Um, and I understand like now, you know, we're about to be 30 and I'm seeing these like changes on my face and, uh, you know, I'm not 20 anymore. I look different. There's like different wrinkles that are coming through in in, in different places and um and I see so many people getting getting Botox and and actually what Botox does is it freezes the muscles of your face. So you're unable to express what is going on internally. And because you miss that, so a way that that we scan for safety subconsciously, like beyond the conscious mind, we're always scanning for safety and we're reading the microfacial expressions of other people. So if you're unable to make those micro facial expressions, then you're actually unable to connect with another human being. You're unable to regulate another human being. And that leads to like huge implications for humanity. And if you imagine like a mother with a newborn baby and the, so much of like setting the tone for that nervous, for the baby's nervous system for the rest of their life is the mother being able to look into the face of the baby and the baby being able to copy the micro facial expressions on the mother's face. And if the mother's face can't do that, then that affects the tone of the nervous system of the baby for the rest of its life. Wow. And I feel like this is something that is really like, I've been holding back from speaking about it and I feel like I want to start speaking about it now because it's just something that not that many people know. And I think, you know, is it, is it worth it, right? Like looking younger, mm. is it worth not being able to connect with people, not mm. being able to feel safe with other people? Yeah, wow. That point about, you know, not being able to regulate with your child is wild, isn't it? Yeah. And like, so will they will the baby um because the baby doesn't well i don't know it might does it have an understanding of what a relaxed and safe facial expression is and yeah. what a so okay so the relaxed and you know like the smile lines the this mm -hmm. and like that if they don't have that and that's frozen they the baby doesn't feel that safety exactly yeah wow. and that and from the age of zero to nine months the baby the baby doesn't have a sense of self yet 
It's like, mm. no, there's no understanding of the baby that it's something separate from its caregiver. And so it's just absorbing everything that it receives from its caregiver. And it sets, it really does set the tone, you know, um, those first few months, the first, the first like seven years are super important, but those first few months are so important to, yeah, set the nervous system. And you can later in your life recalibrate your nervous system, but it takes a lot of work. Mm, yeah, it'd be better if it was just sort of set up and done properly. <laughs> so, so much better, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's interesting because I was recently talking about like he and my boyfriend's um, uni friends have all got girlfriends and we were all with each other recently and I realised that I was one of the eldest there and I was like, oh my God, you know, there's like 23-year-olds here and I probably, got, I, we, I was hungover one day and I went out to see them and I felt like I had these lines on my head really pronounced and I was just like, mm-hmm. probably going to get Botox just to, you know, not feel like an old grandma because uh, people probably look at me and think, oh God, she's so old. But um yeah, I definitely feel like I would probably not do that now because of. Also, I don't know whether I, I whether I actually would or whether that was just like a you know, a, a like a place of fear, you know, or whether it was just coming from that. And but yeah, that's the whole baby thing. And I like to be a person that can help to co-regulate someone like I like to be that person of support and if there it is true when someone's got Botox and it's just like you don't really know what their expressions are mm-hmm. yeah and, and like I said it's all beyond the conscious mind it's not like they're huge facial expressions that that you'd be able to like oh that's anger but they're like micro facial expressions and we need to be able to have a shared sense of safety we need to be able to sense them and to copy them like when there's a sense of safety between two people, their their faces are are essentially mirroring each other. Like the expressions of their faces are mirroring each other, and that can't happen if your face is frozen. Mm, wow, it's yeah. a bit of a pandemic in itself, isn't it? It really is. It just it's just contributing to the disconnect. And you know, mm. I hear you. Like I have also looked in the mirror and been like, oh my god, these lines around my eyes. Like it would be so easy. It would be so you know there's definitely a voice there that is like, oh, look, you're, you're aging. This isn't good. And there's a whole narrative around that. And a lot of the work too is like sitting with that and being like, Mm. yeah, I am not 20 years old anymore. Like I have lived a life of, you know, three decades, four decades, actually. Um, Yeah. Cause it's zero to 10, 10 to 20. Oh no, three. (laughs) Three decades. Sorry about my Jeez, you're 40, you should definitely get Botox. <laughs> no, if you're 40, you'd look really cracking. We're, what I meant, what I think what I meant was we're entering our fourth decade of life, right? Yeah. And um, and that's mm. quite a lot of life lived already. And that is reflected on our faces and on our bodies. And the only thing that says that that's not beautiful is is societal beauty expectations. And yeah. who, like, where the fuck does that come from? Who, who said that that was? I know where it comes from. Media. And media <laughs> is managed, like, media, advertising, marketing. Like, this is why conscious business needs to be conscious and needs to be educated on this sort of thing. Because when we are aware of, actually, how do these things ripple out and affect, you know, the wider society, it's like, actually, mm-hmm. no, then we won't be 
you know, mm. it's like the whole airbrushing thing. People stopped airbrushing um, because of how it was affecting like young girls and just actually not just young girls, but everyone, you know, men, women, everyone in between. And so, yeah, it really like there is this call for consciousness in everything we do, you know, work, life, but just this awareness of how things can ripple out and affect the bigger picture and not in years to come not just sort of today tomorrow but like generations in in the future yes exactly and this is why I think if you're a business owner you need to be nervous system informed you need Mm. to be trauma informed because you're working with people and like Mm -hmm. that should be the most important thing of your business is like the people that you work with, the people that you support, the people that you have around you. It's not just about how much money can I make and how much am I going to have for my retirement? It's like, how am I setting up the world for the people that inherit this earth from me? And mm-hmm. and I, I get so annoyed. Like I can even hear it in my voice now. Like in, I've just like piped up a bit. Um, <laughs> I get so annoyed when people live as though there isn't anyone that's coming after. Yeah. I know but it's it's quite um it's it's animalistic of us you know it's a primal way of being this like gift of consciousness in the you know the fact that we were able to to conceive ideas that are bigger than us is a fairly well I mean it's it's a recent in terms of the history of the universe um development and so I think you know it just hasn't got there yet some people are in the earlier stages of understanding and realizing and again I don't think that the way that society is set up with the things that people report on the news the things that people talk about that's important you know selling magazines that show that talk about gossip and you know someone that's lost weight or gained weight like Mm -hmm. is that really bettering the uh Cuban race like no so we almost can't can't blame people but then that's why it's so important to spread this conscious message so that the people who will be making these decisions in future like imagine someone took over a magazine and was like actually no we're gonna find a way to make people interested in these sorts of things and I think it's happening right like I see it's definitely different to how it was you know 15 years ago when we were uh, in at school there's, I'm definitely seeing some improvements and there's still a, a long way to go. And I love to be, and this is also why we want more people like this in business. Like we, we want more leaders that know about this kind of stuff and can help to facilitate that change. Mm, yeah. Like, wouldn't it be great if you could do a workshop to sort of like the management board of a company and explain to them why the nervous system was so important, how their actions impact their staff and how that, you know, how that ripple effect goes on. Um, like Wait, for me, Sophie, Sophie yeah. this is an amazing idea. I know. Why don't we do that? <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> I didn't mean to say I know as in like, but I really, before I said it, I was like, actually, because this is, we will do this we will do this, this is, because like, this we is... could 
yeah, we could go into like corporate offices in London and like give little embodied business workshops. Mm, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. That's and that's epic. what I want to do under the slow CEO is to have people, a people arm of the business, which is promoting this and, and teaching people how to leave a better impact on people. Mm, that is so epic. I love it. Yeah, great. Because it's so important that we, you know, like doing this podcast and speaking to the people that do your embodiment um, calls and people that will come on our retreat. It's like they all kind of know about it already. So they know what they're getting into. And you have to know about it before you decide to do it. And you have mm. to have a good understanding of it. But it's actually quite a new, although it's trendy in the sort of wellness scene, to the mass public it's not people don't really know what embodiment is people don't know what why nervous systems are so important Mm -hmm. and yeah it's actually like the underpinning foundation to so much to all of society like we're so interconnected the like pandemic showed us just how interconnected we are Mm -hmm. so yeah it's probably why the news like one of the reasons that watching the news leaves you feeling so like sad and in despair because it's like well look at all of these I mean the other reason is that you're generally most of the time watching like atrocities that are happening Mm -hmm. but you know the people were just on screen looking upset and and looking like grave and stressed and Mm -hmm. you know then we pick that up and go into our day with it and imbue everything that we do with that that feeling yeah I um, have a a client, again, for lack of a better word, um, who is a journalist and, you know, it's her job to kind of like be up to date with the news and everything. And she was kind of saying how she always has like low level anxiety, like all the time. She's like, I don't have an anxiety disorder, but I always have like low level anxiety because of what I'm exposed to in my work. And she's been doing embodiment practices that I've introduced her to for six weeks. And uh, we had a call yesterday and she was like, you know, I've been amazed to see how all of this stuff can still be going on in the world, yet I'm finding my inner peace within it all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's so beautiful because it's like, no, it's not instantly going to change the fact that there are wars and that there's climate change and all of that stuff. But what it is going to do is make us so much more equipped to be there for each other and to help each other out Mm. yeah and that's really what yeah and she's a mother she's got two kids so imagine like or maybe three anyway she's got kids but imagine then how that translates to her children if she can mother them from a place of peace rather than from anxiety Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow the ripple effects are just like yeah absolutely limitless really when you think of it Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. from six weeks of committing so imagine you know it's hard at first because you have to find the effort to really commit to yourself which Mm. which is tough because you're doing it without any evidence that it works Mm -hmm. but once you make that commitment to be like okay I'm going to practice a new way of being I'm going to practice being in the present moment I'm going to practice holding myself when the difficult emotions come rather than distracting or running from them or, or whatever it is that you do um and it doesn't actually take so long to start seeing results it's just that first hurdle of 
committing is is the tough the tough part well sign me up rach <laughs> <laughs> she's got one less spot for the three months <laughs> you know th- this morning i was uh oh, we were walking the dogs my partner and i and we were talking about my work and he was like you know you you help people feel good about themselves but what they don't know is that you're completely nuts and I was like hey hey <laughs> I was like hold on hold on like I've accepted that and my work is helping people accept it you know we, we had a whole conversation about how it's not about fixing it's not about like oh I'm I want to fix all these parts of myself or there's something wrong with me you know my work is being like actually you're already fine it's all it's all okay um, and I kind of secretly loved that he said that I was nuts because I was like, you know what? I'm fine with that now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything is perfect exactly as it is. And it's like removing that resistance to it. Yeah. And that's so revolutionary to be like, OK, this is fine. I feel bad, but that's fine. Mm. So actually, last week you said you wanted to share a nervous system regulation exercise oh no I can't even remember what, <laughs> what it was <laughs> but we talk but I totally can share one yeah why not because I think this has really been like the theme of today's episode is mm. nervous system regulation mm. getting into our bodies and being present with what what's there so um can you share one am I yeah. testing you yeah, I'll share a really simple breathing technique that is designed to kind of help release uh, pressure from the system. So what happens when you go into your stress response is that you first get a rush of adrenaline and cortisol. Um, and this would be called like fight or flight response. And there's many like nuances to this. This is very simplified. Um, if you want to learn more, come to our retreat. Shameless plug. <laughs> so so your stress response is like like exactly what my client was saying like a feeling of low level anxiety like all the time that that's a pretty clear sign that you're in you're in in a in a stress response you're in a survival response and you're kind of going through life in that way um and this is a little breathing practice that helps just release some of that pressure it's literally like releasing the steam on a pressure cooker it's called candle breathing and you'll need to be seated with your feet on the floor um, or seated on the floor either one so you can place your feet on the floor if you're listening you can also do this standing if you happen to be standing up but just start to feel your feet on the floor take a look around your space so wherever you are just open your eyes and gently scan the space around you And what this does is starts to send signals to your brain that you are safe. And take time to kind of slowly even look over each shoulder to get that rotation in the neck is really important to being able to look behind you. And then settle into your body. So if you're seated, you can rest your back against something. If you don't have something to rest your back against, then just feel your spine and see if you can let the muscles of your back just relax around the support of your spine. Take your right hand underneath your left arm and hold your right arm with your left hand. So it's kind of like you're giving yourself a hug. So right arm 
under your left, right hand under your left armpit and holding your right arm with your left hand. Relax your shoulders. You can close your eyes or if you want to, you can keep them open, but maintain a soft focus. Be present in the here and now and really notice what you can see. Breathe in through your nose. And exhale slowly like you're blowing out a candle. Again, in through your nose. Exhale slowly like you're blowing out a candle. Take about three more of those. And really slow your breath down. And after your next one, just let your breath reorganize itself. Feel into your arms holding you to give your body the feedback of being held. And if your eyes are closed, when you're ready, you can open them again and just take in your space again. Take a little look around. And notice if there's any difference in the way that you're sensing or receiving the space around you. Um, and how do you feel after that, Soph? Yeah, I feel very relaxed. I yawned twice. Oh, good. That's mm. always a, Yawning is always a great sign, everyone. Yeah. Hmm. It's basically a cover-up for Rach being so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding him in all episode. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how, you know, you would yawn and do you remember teachers would be like, am I boring you? And it's like, yeah. no, actually, I'm just having a bodily reaction, like a bodily function. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah, I oh, know. I it's that. so that true. Funny yawn. Yeah, but that is like, that's co-regulation, isn't it? Like there's yeah. so many theories about why yawning is contagious and actually what you spoke about earlier today that we regulate by via our nervous systems and if a relaxed nervous system is yawning, that gives someone else the permission to relax. So that's really yeah. nice. You yawn away, sister. Yeah, so nice. Well... <laughs> everyone thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> i hope that you're yawning as well with us <laughs> and are ready to go out into the world and spread some of your regulated nervous systems um yeah. if you have any questions stories insights that you want us to talk to on the pod send them in to livingbusinesspod at gmail.com the link is in the show notes and Rach and I are holding the Embodied Business Retreat, which is the 1st to the 5th of July in a beautiful luxury cottage in Cornwall, where we will be 
regulating our nervous systems, doing embodiment practices, as well as taking steps to grow our business in a way that you can create sustainable success for yourself. Mm. So um, any final thoughts, Rach? Many, but I'll just say (laughs) (laughs) if you are interested in learning about this and how to incorporate it into your, into your business, into your work, then please come and join us. We have, um, sliding scale the retreat is on a sliding scale we have payment plans as well so we're really working to make this accessible um you can find it on my website which is www.rachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrachelrach